ice stage. Stop. Good day, everyone. Good day. Good day. Man, it is holy cow hot out here in Las Vegas. If you're from Vegas or anywhere where it's hot, I'm telling you right now, Las Vegas is a oven right now. Whether we catch you in the morning when you're getting up, stretching your body, taking a shower, getting cleaned up, having your coffee and breakfast, getting ready for a day full of errands or a day full of work. Or catch you halfway through the day when you got some tribulations, you got gone through some afflictions, gone through some, some struggles, but overall blessed and let God do what God's going to do so you get through that midday madness. Or catch you at the end of your day when you're taking care of your family, having dinner, taking, some, taking it easy, relaxing after a hard day out and about. However we're catching you right now, whatever you're doing right now, you are now tuned in to the Blue Book. Presented to you by C-Rip Ministries and hosted by your boy Blue. Get unified. Man, oh man, guys. What a day today. And I'm going to definitely address some stuff today because I feel the need that we need to get into some stuff. Okay. Before we get into any of our message, I want to clarify something. Because it's really troubling me. People are seriously losing their marbles. Okay. Now, on the blue book here, this is 100% Holy Spirit led. I don't study before I open these, these channels up. I let God do what God's going to do, speak through me, and let the Spirit touch you however it's going to touch you. Okay. But, today, I've been hit with some scriptures, a scripture that people are using to frame today's current situation with. And I'm going to frame is they're trying to put this scripture in the box of uh, an excuse to, to say certain things that just don't make any sense. Okay? And on the blue book, we are all about interpretation of the word. Okay? We're not going to complicate this. We're going to get right to the point and make it simple. Okay? So, social media and other places, I have been seeing the use of the book Luke, verse 15, chapter 15, verse 7. Okay? Well, we're going to go up a little bit to 4, because that's where it really begins. Verse 4. People, for some reason, think that this scripture frames to what we're fighting for right now. Okay? Frames it. Makes a re excuse, not a reason, because not a reason behind the scripture for this today's troubles. And they can go to different books and try to figure out if this thing actually means something anywhere else. But this is the scripture that's mostly used. Check this out. Okay. So it's a story of a hundred sheep. It turns 99 because one of them, one, goes astray. Leaves the flock. Goes and gets lost. Okay. And basically the shepherd goes and leaves the flock 
to get this one sheep. Okay? The flock is saying, we all matter. You have to get that one and bring that one back. And he does. And they rejoice. Okay? There's a reason behind this and there's an ending to the story. So, the scripture says this. So he told them this parable. It's a parable. Okay? What a man of you, if you have has a hundred sheep and should lose one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness desert and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. And when he founds it, he lays on it on his own shoulders, rejoicing. And when he gets home, he summons together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my sheep, which was lost. This is the seventh, seventh verse. Thus, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one especially wicked person who repents, changes his mind, adhoring in his errors and misdeeds, and determines determines to enter upon a better course of life than over 99 righteous persons who have no need for repentance. Okay, so we have understood that this has nothing to do with racial background. It has nothing to do with ethnic background. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with a parable about rejoicing over one lost that repents because that person, that one is lost in, in the, is lost. It has, has no direction in life. Okay, it's a sheep. It's lost. So they're like, okay, well, if you go after that one, why is that significant? Because the 99 are not lost. They have each other. That one is lost and scared, nervous, feels abandoned because it got lost and now can't find its way back. So the shepherd goes after that one to bring it back, rejoices because that one now is grateful that the shepherd has found him. So the gratitude of that one is much more defined than the group because the group already had each other. It, it, it loses its, its cause and its caution and doesn't feel like it needs anybody else because it's already surrounded by several. That one, when lost, feels the emptiness and abandonment. So it's more grateful that it is found. So God is saying it's much more worth it in heaven for one to be found because the gratefulness and the enlightenment is so much more uh, so much more defined and more enriched and more honest than a group of them who has each other they don't feel lost they don't feel abandoned because they have each other it goes two different ways it goes go get them bring them to, bring them to us because we're all here and we not, not we don't leave one behind and the other way is that one feels grateful and is more earnest to God than the rest of them because when you're by yourself and lonely, you're more genuine to your feelings and to your awareness than you are if you have a whole bunch of people with you. That's what this parable is saying. It has nothing to do with fighting for rights, fighting for ethnic background, or anything like that. This has been grossly misinterpreted. All lives matter right now because of the of the gross mistreating and injustice of minority specifically black people and latinos sometimes too as well we're all coming together to bring it to an even platform okay 
black lives matter when we stand up as a as a unity and we raise our voices saying we don't want just the whites latinos and asians to have the have that even ground we want the black lives also to have that even ground so we're all on the same page all lives matter and we're coming together to help the black community reach the same plateau we're on don't mix this scripture with racial differences and division because this isn't about black or white or latino or, or asian this is about all humanity there's nothing in this scripture that talks about any of that because at the time it was it wasn't talking about ethnic background it was talking about genuine concern and care for one lost that's what it's talking about so people out there who are misinterpreting and framing this to for the for that the sound like you're talking about today is a bunch of baloney. We know what it really means. Had to clear that up. Unbelievable. Today's message though is much, much different. Uh, today's message is for a moment. That's the message. For a moment. Okay? Um, if you have your Bibles, let's open them up. Whether or not you have technology or text, however you get it, we're going to open our Bibles up to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Okay? 2 Corinthians 4.17. Okay? Now, Jesus makes it very known in a lot of his scriptures that his burden is easy and his, lo his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And this is all this is really talking about. So, we're going to first, we're going to get into our normal routine. That is our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior from whose kingdom it stands one savior crucified risen and coming again with life liberty all those who believe okay so we're in first we're in second Corinthians. We're gonna be in the fourth chapter. Fourth. Second Corinthians, fourth chapter. Verse 17. Okay. Second Corinthians, fourth chapter, verse 17. So what does Second Corinthians 417 mean? Paul's suffering for the sake of his mission for Christ was not easy by any human standard. In chapter 1 of this letter, he describes a recent incident that left him and his friends so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we de de despaired of life itself. That's going to be in 2 Corinthians 1.8. In other words, we felt the, the impact of his suffering. His experiences were not trivial. They were brutal. So, he experienced a little taste of what Christ went through, and it was just beyond, beyond measure. 
That tells you how strong Christ was, how much of a gangster that dude was. He was tough. Okay. Now, Paul wants <clears throat> his readers to see that by comparison, the very worst suffering experienced on earth is only a light and monetary, a momentary affliction when compared with the glory of the eternal eternity with God that is to come. So he's trying to explain to you that your pains you go through are just trivial compared to the pain that Christ went through and what God has to come. The comparison he makes is one of a magnitude and time. Weighed on a scale, any suffering in this life is far outweighed by the glory of life to come. So, it's not going to get any better. Theoretically, it's not going to get any better. As time goes on, suffering is worse. Okay? Measured in time, the suffering here happens in an instant and is replaced by glory forever because he knows this is to be true paul refuses to lose heart to give up even when the suffering in this life feels unbearable it's in hebrews 11 14 through 16 he refuses to give up regardless of how much he goes through because he knows that suffering is just mo it's just momentary okay it's not gonna last forever it's like it's like pain you'll get it it'll go away eventually Paul does more than just compare his suffering to the glory to come. He also describes it as preparation. His suffering here is not... His suffering is not meaningless. It, it serves a purpose. It's, it is getting him ready to experience the far heavier glory of eternity. He put it this way in Romans 5, 3 through 4. Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Okay? So, <clears throat> suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope. The hope of glory is what keeps Paul from losing hope as he continues to carry out the, the difficult mission of carrying the light of Christ of the world our suffering is nothing compared to what Jesus went through although we are going to feel persecution for standing up for the Lord and setting up for righteousness because people hate truth because truth is accountability and people don't like accountability because that means they have to tell you and they have to come to grips with their mistakes <clears throat> but Jesus you can't compromise truth with framework like I said earlier, Luke, you cannot framework something because it fits your profile and not crisis. And the only way to really interpret the Bible the correct way anyway is to be in the Holy Spirit. Because words alone ain't going to make it happen. The book's alive because the Holy Spirit makes it alive, not because you make it alive. Get my point? Okay. So, 2 Corinthians 4.17 417. Ready? I'm in the Amplified. I live an Amplified life. I'm a Pentecost. I'm a, Pe a Pentacore. The core of my heart is Pentecost. So I'm a Pentacore. <clears throat> so we're full gospel. This is the Amplified Bible. It's an Amplified meaning. Whatever version you have, fantastic. If it helps you, that's the meat and potatoes. This is my meat and potatoes. So bear with me as we go through the Amplified. 417. For our light, momentary affliction, this slight distress of passing hour 
is even more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure exceedingly surpassing all comparisons and all calculations a vast and transcendent glory and blessings never to cease you get that the light affliction is but for a moment Wait, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. It's a training ground. You cannot endure that type of affliction all at one time. You're not prepared for it. You're not equipped for it. It's like when they say, can a guy give birth to a child? One, his framework, his skeleton does not, does not allow that. There is not a baby carriage built into his skeleton like women. They don't have that carriage, for one. For two, men are not built to carry that kind of pain. Women are built to carry that kind of pain. That's why women give birth to so many children. Women just give, give birth and they, and they do it. You were thinking, okay, well, <clears throat> isn't one chick kid enough? I mean, is that pain enough? No, they have ways to make it, to make it not hurt so bad now. But men cannot carry and cannot give birth because we don't our bodies are not constructed to be able to hold a baby we cannot do it it's impossible it's not it's not it's not possible in order for a, a man to do be able to do it, it has to be 100 percent artificial reconstructing basically the entire body the, the, the torso part of a man reconstructing the whole thing and even a skeleton isn't going to allow it so it's not even worth it it's just it'll be a lot of work so no okay so the pain we deal with on a daily basis, the afflictions that we go through, according to the scripture, is just a momentary thing. We cannot handle that type of pain. We cannot endure that type of pain. Why? Because we're not equipped for it. But it lets us know a small moment of what the pain that Christ went through. It's a character builder. Okay? Like losing... You know, or doing anything that that falls short of a goal, of a goal, it builds character. That's what this is saying. It builds character in the Lord. You go through the pain to understand that this world is a painful world. And if you follow the Lord and you're a Christian of, of every sense of the word, or if you have a denomination, whatever sense of the word is, or if you're a Pentecostal who just lets the Lord just run freely all over you. There is pains that we're going to experience, whether it's economical, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, whether it is what it is. There's <clears throat> a little bit of pain in what Christ went through. Because all the pain that Christ went through wasn't just physical. He was having to endure the spiritual fight too. Every time he turned around, he's getting beat, watching Satan laugh in his face. You see what I'm saying? So when it says, for our light, for the light, Monetary affliction, this slight distress of passing hour, is even more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, exceedingly surpassing all comparisons and all calculations, a vast and transcendent glory and, and blessedness never to cease. So once you get past that pain, <clears throat> it's glory. Once you get past that struggle, it's glory because you're doing it for the Lord. You're, you're suffering for God. You're suffering. You're taking the you're taking the hit for God. Okay, if you are doing it right. Okay, this is how you know 
Okay, this is how you know. If you're doing it right, you will get persecuted because people are not going to agree with the right. They want to framework it to them. Now, on my social media, I have blocked several because I'm not trying to hear all their negativity. You can challenge me all day on God and Jesus. That's fine. But when you challenge me in the Holy Spirit, I shut you down completely. Because there's no such thing as blasphemy in the Holy Spirit in my life. You're not going to do that. That's in, that's in the entire core of my beliefs. is <clears throat> the Holy Spirit. So, when you sit here and you're representing the Lord and you're getting persecuted for it, you're doing the right thing because that's what Jesus went through. He got persecuted because people did not believe what he was saying. He had 12 disciples. That's it. He had more followed because people started to catch on. Oh, this guy is performing miracles. This guy is making things happen. I got to follow this guy. It wasn't because they truly loved him. It's because they were amazed by his miracles. His doing. He knew that. But even for one. Luke 15 three through seven even if one strays he will go get that one to bring it back to the group because no man left behind and that one is going to rejoice more because he's grateful he got found than the rest of them because the rest of them are complacent but once you get all back together you're fine that's Luke 15 three, five through seven three through seven like this one, Second Corinthians four seventeen, the light affliction is just for a moment. You have to understand the persecution of you being a believer. You're going to go through it, and if people disagree with you, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It means that something is going on with you spiritually. God is working something, because Scripture is an interpretation of the Holy Spirit through you. God is using you as an interpreter to speak the word as he gives it to you and you'll know if you're in the Holy Spirit you'll know you'll know when someone's telling you some crazy stuff or not you gotta know don't make sense not sense not to know cause you're in the Holy Spirit Sorry, every so often I just feel the need just to burst out in words, in, in language. <clears throat> for our light, for our light, yet for a moment of pain is far more exceeding of the eternal weight of glory. In other words, the little bit of pain is nothing compared to the glory afterwards. People don't want to go through a little bit of pain. Do you not understand that when you go through that pain, you're going through it because of Christ, because of God, your beliefs in God. But at the end, at the other side of that pain, when you get through that pain, the blessings are just so much more sweeter than what the world can give you. You know? Mm. 
Paul suffering for the sake of his mission for Christ was not easy by any human standard. It was not easy. We went through it. He described a recent incident that left him and his friends so utterly be burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. He went through it, but he didn't give up on God. That pain he went through was minuscule compared to the pain that God, Jesus, went through. And Jesus kind of encourages people, hey, if you get past this pain, the glory is great. The glory is great. In other words, he felt the impact of his suffering. His experiences were not tri tri trivial. They were brutal. Grimson brutal. To him. To his life. But regardless of what he went through, he did not give up on God. Neither should we. I want to go down one more. 18. I like what 18 says. Since we consider and look not to the things that we've seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Holy Spirit. Jesus. Holy Lord Jesus. We put too much emphasis on our worldly love for this earth as far as what it can give you that's not permanent stuff I said in the last one of the last messages you gotta have a hatred to this earth to gain in Christ because if you do not have that hatred metaphorically speaking you are <clears throat> you are you have the ability to let evil back in The true sense of the word hate is to completely turn away. Not like, not give a second word. Just completely turn away. Root word of hate. Despise, can't stand, gotta be waif. You have to have that. Theoretically. To be able to follow the Lord correctly. Because you have to not want what the earth gives you, or the world gives you, but, get, but want what the Lord has to give you. That's the deal. And the pain you go through is just a bit compared to the glory at the other end of the tunnel. Okay. It's amazing.
Absolutely amazing. Okay, so the NIV version says this for our light and, mo and mo uh, momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that's far outweighs them all. The ESV version says for this light, this for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond our all comparison. KJV says for our light affliction, which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of joy or glory. NASB says for monet for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory for beyond far beyond our all comparison. NLT for our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. And for and for the CSB, for our for our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolute incomp incomparable eternal joy. So you're you're gonna get blessed for going through that. I like the NLT version; it's very good. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us glory that vastly outweighs them and will forever last forever I can if you can get through the trouble I'll give you the glory in so many words okay the youngest literal translation says for the momentary light manner of our tribulation more and more exceedingly an age Dur during weight of glory both work for us okay the white cliff version wyc but the light thing light or easy thing of our tribulation that lasteth now but as where by my moment worketh is us over measure an everlasting burden into the, the lightness highness of glory worketh over manner or measure into highness the everlasting weight of the glory in us. So many words say the same thing. Everything says light affliction. Because it is. We think it's, we think it's big league, but it's really lightweight. Slight affliction. Present troubles. New Century Version says this, We have small troubles for a while now, but they are helping us gain an eternal glory that is much greater than our troubles. Very good way of putting it. The Message Bible says, These hard times are small potatoes compared to the good, the coming good times, the lavish celebration preparing for us. He's seeing if you can handle it, you can handle it, you get rewarded. The glory is wonderful. Gotta get there though. The complete Jewish Bible says, For our light and transparent transcend troubles are achieving for us an everlasting glory whose weight is beyond description. He is saying in a lot of times people get into all kinds of just different kinds of trouble and they just give up on the Lord. 
Lord's trying to say, if you can do it, well, I'll give, I'll hook you up. Don't be a lightweight. Be big league. Your troubles you go through that you conquer and get victory in are giving you a much bigger glory at the end of the tunnel. That's pretty much what it's saying. Endure now. Cry now, smile later. Pretty much. You go through it. You're emotional. You know the Lord's got you. You didn't endure that pain. Your glory is going to be fantastic in the end. Know what I mean? I encourage you guys to always, always endure for the Lord. No matter how much people may hate you or not like you. This is not a popularity contest. This is a spiritual fight. So, Paul insists that he and his co-workers for Christ would never act in any way that is disgraceful or dishonest. Though he knows some are blinded by Satan from believing their message about Christ, about Jesus, they cannot see the light of knowing Christ as God. Then that knowledge is a a priceless measure stored in the temp, the, the the fragile containers of Paul and his friends. No matter how difficult their suffering in this work, Paul refuses to quit. He is confident that he will be resurrected after his death and then all his pain on this side of eternity will ever be comparing to the glory there all your pain your worst times that it you're like well i'm going through all this pain what's it worth i'm going through all this trouble what's it worth the glory is much more is much worth it you're going to get blessed going through going through it you're going to get blessed that's just the bottom line of it it's a beautiful thing when you're blessed. God's going to reward every single believer. Every single believer is going to get rewarded in heaven for all the trouble you went through for the Lord. But you got to stick with it. You can't just, you can't fold and be a lightweight. You got you to continue on your, on your journey. Continue being solid. Continue being it. Endure the hardships. Just keep study. Don't give up on your, on your, uh, on your beliefs. Well done, good and, my, good and faithful servant. That's what you want to hear. It's been a good message, y'all. I've enjoyed this message today. Um, I want to encourage everyone. If you got a question about scripture, about interpretation, email us. Okay? You can go to our website. We are direct now at bluebook.com. 8lu8ok.com. Go to that. Message us. Email us. Every message that's every message that's archived has an email address connected to it. All you gotta do is click on the email, questions, comments, or or prayer. Hit that link. It takes you into the email. You can write whatever you want to write in there. It doesn't matter. We get it. We'll we know. We'll give you the best answer possible. Share us. Whether or not you're seeing us on video or you on, on on demand live or you hear the archive in audio podcast. The, the hardest thing for people to truly understand is interpretation of the word. The word is interpreted through this Holy Spirit, not through carnal mind, not through edu ed education. It is You can be smart as a sharpened nail when it comes to scripture, but have no spirit. The word of God is alive. This thing is alive. 
because the Holy Spirit reveals it. Every parable, every story, every anything that's in this is alive because the Holy Spirit makes it alive. When you sit down and you pray over the Word, you're bringing the life of the Word out. And if you ask the Holy Spirit to help you, God will lead you and direct you, it will do that. This is alive through the Holy Spirit. Okay? So when you interpret a scripture, you don't frame it to what you want to say. You let the Holy Spirit tell you what is interpreted. And that's what's the most bothersome thing of all this is that it's interpreted the wrong way. Because it ain't led by the God. God does not make division. God's not a division in God. So why would he not care about 99 and only care about that one when everyone matters? He's just going to go and get that one and bring it back to the flock. But in the parable, it talks about how that one is eternally grateful because he didn't think he was going to come back for him. But he did come back for him and bring him back to the flock. And they glorify the happy, oh, we found him. It has nothing to do with any type of ethnic background or race. It has to do with teamwork. It has to do with bringing the one lost back. And heaven rejoices because now the flock is together. Understand what you're reading and interpret it the correct way. If it brings division, it's not God. If it brings racial background, it's not God. If it brings hate, it's not God. If it brings disruption, it's not God. People are going to disagree with you because truth is harder to receive. But stick to your guns. Let God lead you and understand other perspectives. Not evil perspective or disruptive perspectives, but holy perspectives. Get far. Father, I want to thank you right now, Father. I want to thank you for, for the word. I want to thank you, Holy Spirit, for intervening and bringing yourself. For bringing in your understanding your flow father i ask the pr the prayer for everyone listening and seeing that 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 you comfort them and bring revelations to them and 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 bring and bring peace to them in Jesus' name i thank you for the message today tonight this evening afternoon amen all right guys it's been a great message i encourage you keep reading keep seeking keep believing Unity is the key. Unity is the medicine that's going to bring not only this nation, but this world together. Unity. And the only unity worth fighting for is in the Lord. Everyone, for the most part, can agree that the Lord's unity is the unity. Check out our station, umolv.com, Unity Radio. All inspiring, inspirational urban music all day, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We love you. We thank you for tuning in, checking it out. <clears throat> Definitely keep it Christ, keep it Pentecost. Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. Jesus. Hey,
drop till it's over with. We'll never stop. We'll never quit. We'll never drop until the set is finished. We'll never stop. We'll never quit. We'll never drop till it's over with. We'll never stop. We'll never quit. We'll never drop until the set is finished. Thought that was it, right? Thought I was gonna quit, didn't you? I ain't gonna stop till the set is finished. <laughs>